Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. This is a familiar scripture to a lot of people. Hebrews 11 and 1. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is down on the inside of you as a believer. Faith is placed down on the inside of you to help you believe, to help you be able to go through this life knowing that there is something beyond what we see, hear, touch, and, and everything around us that we experience. There is something beyond that. That is faith that leads you to believe that. That is faith down on the inside of you that helps you to understand that this world that we live in isn't all that there is. There is something beyond this life that we live in. Even people who don't necessarily believe in God believe that there is something that they are searching for. They are looking for a higher power, whether they believe that's science, whether they believe that's some sort of evolutionary idea, whether they believe that, you know, that we, we come back, whatever it is, they're believing that there's something beyond this life. But we as Christians have the answer and we know that that thing is God and that life that he has planned is either going to be in heaven or in hell that there is an eternity beyond this life that we will live and so faith is what gives us that belief that hunger for God down on the inside of us faith is tangible you can feel faith rise up on the inside of you when we start to read scriptures about faith when we start to speak of things that happen in the Bible when you're up against a trouble uh, some sort of trouble in your life when you're up against a trial and we start to tell you how David fought Goliath and God brought down Goliath faith rises up in you when we begin to talk about how the Israelites were backed up against the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army was pursuing them and we start to talk about how God parted the Red Sea and took the Israelites through we begin faith begins to rise up on the inside of you you can feel it when somebody begins speaking into your life when you're in a difficult situation and someone begins to speak scriptures and begins to speak the Word of God or they bring to you a personal prophecy that God has given them for you they that you begin to feel faith rising up in you and you begin to see maybe this situation isn't as bad as it looks in the natural because God is able to work it out faith is tangible it can be felt faith is of the spirit faith is of the spirit the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 5, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers day and night, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears 
that I might be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that is in you also. Faith is of the spirit. There is a spirit of faith down on the inside of us. And Paul was saying to Timothy, listen, this spirit was in your grandmother and this spirit was in your mother and now it's in you. And if anybody had a praying mother or a grandmother in this place, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If anybody had a spiritual heritage, you might be a first generation believer. That's all right. But for those of us who had praying mothers and grandmothers, praying fathers and grandfathers, somebody in your life that was praying for you, you understand that there's a spiritual lineage and that spirit of faith is passed down by someone who's experienced God and they want their family to experience it as well. Faith, just like a person, was down on the inside of Timothy. Paul said, I've got some things for you to accomplish, Timothy, and it's going to take faith. There's faith down on the inside of you. Faith is that same spirit that caused Samson to slay 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. It's that same spirit that's down on the inside of a believer. Judges 15, 9 through 17. Then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and, and spread themselves in Lehi and men of Judah said why are they come up against us and they answered to bind Samson we are come up to do with him as he hath done to us then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock Edom and said to Samson knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us what is it that thou hast done to us and he said to them as they did unto me so I've done unto them and he they said to him we are come down to bind thee that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that you will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into thy, their hand, but surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily on him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire. And the bands loosed from off his hands, and he found the new jawbone of an ass, and put forth his hand, and took it, and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass, I have slain a thousand men. And it came to pass that when he had made an end of speaking, that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand. And so Samson, coming upon these men, these, these thousands of men, all these people, People had come against him and he took this jawbone just one man and a jawbone and that spirit of faith that was down on the inside of him allowed him to fight a thousand men and kill them if any one of us came up against a thousand people who were ready to just kill us and tear us apart and obliterate us. How much do you think that we would be able to just take the jawbone and just start swinging away and kill a thousand of them? No, it takes faith to do that. It takes the spirit of God down on the inside of you, causing faith to rise up, to believe that you can do something like that. The same spirit that's in the Bible is in the believer. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind, a disciplined mind. 
The Bible says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 10. Be not ashamed of the gospel. He said, be not ashamed, be bold about it. You've got to have faith to be bold about this message that we carry because the world is telling us something completely different. The world is telling us that there's no God. The world is telling us that God is outdated. The world is telling us that this book is an old ancient storybook, that we shouldn't believe the things down on the inside of it. But faith helps us to believe and to latch hold and say, you know what? I've seen too much to, to believe that there is not a God. I've seen too much. I've experienced too much in my life to believe that this book isn't true. I know too much. I have faith that God is who he says he is, that this book is still true and that everything he promised me is going to come to pass. Amen. Amen. You should have a proper estimation of yourself. Don't think too highly of yourself. It says in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. There is a firm foundation that we can build our lives on. There is a firm foundation that we can build our hope on. Faith is knowing God. Faith is knowing God. If we want to say, what is faith? Could we try to sum it up in trust? Could we sum it up in believing? Could we sum it up in any of these words? Come When it comes down to it, the best way to describe faith is to say faith is knowing God. Faith is knowing God. The basis of all your faith is in knowing God, to know him for who he really is, the one and only God of all. Faith comes down to us having a relationship with him and getting closer and closer to him. The more you know God, the more faith you will have. The more time you spend with God, the more faith you will have. And so it is really evident in our lives when we come up against a situation and we don't have faith to get through, it becomes really evident how much we really do know God and how much time we really do spend with God. It becomes evident. It's, it's, the, it's, the great, uh, it's the great way that our, it's told is that if we have faith in God, the real state of our spirit man is shown in that if we have faith in God. 
I can tell whether somebody's been spending time with God by how much faith they have. I can tell whether somebody's been reading their Bible by how much faith they have. I can tell whether somebody has been praying by how much faith they have. Because if you know God, the more you know God, the greater your faith will be. And so if you say, I lack faith in my life, I am lacking faith in my life. I just don't feel like I have the faith that it needs to get through this trial. Then that means you've got to spend some more time with God. That means that you've got to get into your word more. That means that you've got to start listening to more Christian music. That means you've got to get as much of God's spirit down on the inside of you as you possibly can. If you've got to fast, if you've got to pray, if you've got to shut yourself in a closet for three days and pray and seek God. That's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to do. And so we've got to spend time with God. We've got to know God for faith to be on the inside of us. Faith is an action that is based on experience. Faith is not some philosophy or abstract hit and miss encounter with an unknown God. Faith is not some sort of idea. Faith is based on experience with God. Faith is based on our, our relationship with God. Faith cannot exist where there is no previous experience with God. If you try to have faith, but you have no experience with God, you're not going to have much faith because faith comes from going through some things. Faith comes from dealing with some things with God, knowing that God is in your corner, knowing that God is fighting for you. Faith is what leads us on because we have experience with God. God brought you through the previous challenges and trials so that you will have faith to take your next steps with him. We exercise our faith, not in the circumstances, in what we can see, feel, hear, taste, touch, or smell, but in what God says, because faith must have a firm foundation on which to stand. Faith must have a firm foundation on which to stand. And it comes from having that relationship with God. We've got to have a firm relationship. We've got to have a sound relationship with God because that will boost our faith. That will boost our faith. So I'm going to give you three ways that faith comes to us. Three ways that faith comes to us. Number one, faith comes by believing. When you're born again, God gives you a measure of faith. God gives you a measure of faith as soon as you were born again. And even as you're, as you're getting ready to be born again, some, some, you know, some people say, well, I believed before I was born again. I believed before I actually came to the altar. Yes, that's because God gave you that measure of faith so that you could be born again, so that you could believe that he's real, so that you could accept that free gift of salvation. Romans 12, 3, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Did the Bible say that God only gives some people a measure of faith? No. He said every man has a measure of faith. Every person on this earth has been given a measure of faith, enough faith to believe that God is real and that Jesus is his son and accept salvation. Everybody on this earth has been given some sort of a measure of faith. They have been given the exact same amount. How much faith? 
do, do, are we given? I don't know. Is it measurable? Who knows? But every single person is given a measure of faith so that when we begin to preach the gospel, there is something that bears witness down on the inside of them. Can you remember the first time it actually clicked for you? Can you remember the first time that someone preached? You might have been little. You might have been a little child back in Sunday school if you were raised in church and you might have heard the stories about how how Moses parted the Red Sea and how how God walked with the Israelites you might have heard the stories as just a little child about how God was was taking care of his people and it just clicked with you and you understood that God loved you and that Jesus died on the cross for you or you might have been uh, you might have been in your 20s you might have been in your 30s maybe even on up that someone spoke the message of the gospel to you and it clicked and you began to believe it for yourself, that is the measure of faith that is put down on the inside of us that gives us the faith to believe that God is who he says he is and that we should accept his gift of salvation. Everybody, everybody is given a measure of faith. And then every believer is given a measure of faith at salvation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let that man not think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1, 1 through 8. Uh, we are given a measure of faith in order to believe in God, but then at salvation, we're given an even greater measure of faith because we have an experience with God from that point on. We have that experience uh, with the Lord. Since God is no respecter of persons, he gives each of us an equal amount of faith. He gives each of us an equal amount of faith. So you didn't get a greater amount of faith than I did, and you didn't get a less amount of faith than I did. When we began to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we were given the same amount of faith. At this, We all start, it's all a level playing field. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Acts 10, 34 through 35. Faith is a gift of God. Faith is a gift of God. And so, number one, faith comes by believing. And then number two, faith comes by hearing. Hearing, understanding, knowledge of the word of God builds faith. Hearing the word of God builds faith in your life. That means you don't have to use your ears to hear all the time. You can use your eyes to hear sometimes. It's the spiritual hearing of the word of God that gives us faith. It's, it's when we get the word of God down on the inside of us that gives us more faith. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How then shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How, the, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except 
lest they be sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed your report? And then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 13 through 17. Do you know that as a Christian, you have an obligation to preach? Somebody said, I have an obligation to preach. I can't get up in front of people with a microphone. I can't get up and talk to people, a bunch of people in a congregation. I can't stand up and give a public speech. No, you have an obligation to preach what God has done in your life. You have an obligation to tell about how God saved you. You have an obligation to tell your testimony to people. When someone's dealing with something, it's your obligation to tell them how God brought you through things so that you can encourage them and let them know that God is able to do what he said he would do. Sister Donna and I were talking before service. She said she feels like that's one of her major ministries is to tell people about how God has brought her through things, to, to begin to speak to people and minister to people and let them know that, that everything hasn't been great for you since you got saved. Everything hasn't been great your whole life, but God has been with you through it all and he brought you to this point and he, you know that he can help other people with their situations too. Amen. Amen. Think about all the times that you've been going through something in your life. And you, you talk to somebody else and, and they begin to tell you all the things, all the ways that God has helped them. You know how I can tell people that I know that God can deliver them from things? Because I've been through some things. Do you know how I can tell people that God can heal? Because I've been healed. Because I've seen other people healed. You know, we, got, we have got to share our story with people. We've got to share our story with people. Faith comes by hearing. So if you don't tell anybody anything ever, and you just keep it all to yourself, you're not helping anybody else get faith. We've got to go out and we've got to begin to preach. That doesn't mean you have to get a microphone and you've got to prepare a 45 minute sermon every week and stand up in front of a group of people. We're not all called to do that, and that's perfectly fine, but you are called to speak to the people who are around you. You're called to minister to those that you're in contact with, to the people who are in your circle. You're called to begin to speak the word of God to them. Trust is produced by the word of God. Trust is produced by the word of God. The more you read the Bible, the more you hear the, the, the word of God spoken, the more you get the word of God down on the inside of you, trust will come out of that because you believe God's word. There is something down on the inside of you. That measure of faith will help your spirit bear witness with what you're reading and what you're hearing, and you'll know it to be true, even if it's unexplainable. There are certain things in the Bible that, that people have tried to explain, and there's just no, no logical way to explain it other than it's a miracle, other than it's a miracle. And thank God for that. Because if everything was explainable in the Bible, if everything could be explained away, then we wouldn't have any precedent for a miracle when we come up against something that's totally impossible in the natural. When something looks totally uh, unattainable, when something looks totally out of the ordinary, and we think there's no way in the natural this can be fixed, our God is able to do it. And thank God for the stories in the Bible that tell us about impossible circumstances and insurmountable situations that people had to deal with 
that God brought them through it so that we know that the impossible is absolutely possible with God. Amen. And so trust is built by hearing the word of God. So faith comes by believing, faith comes by hearing, and faith comes by divine delivery through impartation, the laying on of hands. Second Timothy 1, 5 through 6. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also, therefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. Paul said, I laid hands on you and I imparted faith. I imparted faith. And that's something that's not really taught a lot in, in, in churches today. I haven't heard a whole lot about impartation, but if we can impart healing, if we can lay hands on the sick and believe for their healing, then we can also lay hands on the sick and believe for faith to come. We can lay hands on people who need faith. They might not even be sick. We can lay hands on people and believe that they'll receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can lay hands on people and believe that things will be imparted to them by the, the Holy Spirit. Divine delivery by the Holy Spirit. You can get faith that way. I remember a service it's, it's been a while back, but Pastor Parsley said he felt led to do exactly this. He said, I was out there. He said, you know what? He said, we're just going to take this. It, I believe it was during a Dominion camp meeting. He said, we're going to take this two o'clock service. And he said, we're going to come in and we're going to praise and worship. And then no one's going to preach. I'm going to, I'm going to lay my hands on everybody in this building who wants an impartation of faith. And I'm going to believe God that the faith that is down inside of me is the faith that is going to be imparted to you. And so every single person in the building who wanted to receive it, walked through that prayer line and he didn't pray some big prayer and we didn't all fall out in the spirit. But I can tell you without the shadow of a doubt that faith was imparted that day, that there were certain things uh, that, that I had been dealing with in my mind that I was just worried about, that I was anxious about, that all of a sudden I didn't feel that anxiety anymore. I didn't feel that worry anymore because faith had been imparted. And so faith can come by impartation. Faith comes by believing, by hearing, and by divine delivery. Faith is the evidence of things you do not see, hear, taste, touch, or sense. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that we do not see. You have evidence of a life and a world beyond this one. You have evidence of a place called heaven down on the inside of you. You have evidence of that because when I speak about heaven and when I begin to speak about the glory of God that's there and the joy and the peace and the rest that's, down, that's there, when I begin to speak about the streets that are made of gold and the gates that are made of pearl and the walls of jasper and, and the beautiful sights that are there and the presence of God, the throne that's there and the, the, the 24 elders uh, bowing down around the throne and the angels singing the worship of the Lord, that bears witness down on the inside of you. You begin to feel faith rise up down on the inside of you when I begin to speak of those things. I see people smiling. I see people nodding your head. You have faith that there is something beyond this life. We've never been there. I've never been there. Have you been there? We've never been there, but we have evidence that it's real because it bears witness on the inside of us. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. 
So that same faith can be used to believe that that cancer is going to disappear. That same faith can be used to believe that our children are going to be saved. That same faith can be used to believe that we're going to see a revival in this area. That same faith can be used for all of those things. Faith is the evidence of things we don't see. We don't see a revival happening right now. We see a little trickle here and a good service here or there, but we don't see a full-blown all out revival in the United States of America right now. In fact, it kind of looks like the opposite. It kind of looks like things are pretty ugly right now. It kind of looks like things are pretty bad. But when I begin to speak about a revival taking place, faith wells up within us and it's the evidence of things we can't see. It becomes evidence that God is about to do something in the earth. Faith is strengthened by good and reliable information. The best and most reliable information in the world is found where? In the Word of God. In the Word of God. If you begin to read the Word of God, if you begin to listen to the Word of God, study the Word of God, faith will begin to rise up in you. Faith is a law passed in the halls of God's eternal justice. Faith is a law. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom faith set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to God to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Romans 3, 23 through 28. You are justified by faith uh, without the deeds of the old law. We're under a new law, the law of faith. The law of faith. Faith releases us from the law. God's law of faith operates every single second. Faith's operating manual is God's holy word. Faith's operating manual is God's holy word. So you want to know how to have more faith? You want to know how to get through the situation you're dealing with? Get in here. Get in here. Begin to read the word of God. Begin to study the word of God. See, we have the greatest weapons. We have the greatest weapons. And so many people take them for granted. So many people don't use them. And when it comes time for them to deal with some sort of a, a problem, some sort of a mountain in their life, when it becomes time for them to deal with these situations, they, they just run crazy. They have no idea what to do. Well, I can tell you what to do. And if you begin to do it before you ever enter into a problem, before you ever enter into a bad season in your life, if you begin to study the word of God, when those times come where life takes you through a valley, you will have the tools that you need. You'll have the faith down on the inside of you that you need to get through it. And you won't be scared and you won't be worried because you'll already have that faith deposited down on the inside of you. But it takes some wrench work. It takes some time. It takes, uh, it takes us making an effort to have faith. It takes us making an effort. 
We've got to put in the time. We've got to put in the time. If you have a relationship with someone in your life, you've got to put in time. Because if you don't put in time with that person, you'll drift apart. Everything will fall apart. If, if you don't ever, ever talk to someone, you might, have, you might have been childhood friends. And you might not have talked since you were little kids. You know, that happens all the time. It's graduation time here in, in tri-state area. Everybody's, everybody's graduating. And, and you know, a lot of time when people graduate high school, what do what, what everybody say? Well, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. We're going to be best friends for life. We'll, we'll just have this great relationship all of our lives. And then when it comes time for the 10-year anniversary rolls around, everybody kind of says, I don't really want to go to that. I don't really know anybody there anymore. You know, we, we drift apart because we're not spending time together. And uh, the, the longer it goes without you spending time with someone, the more you will drift apart. And that's how it is with the Word of God. The longer you stay away from the Word of God, the more your faith is going to diminish. You've got to keep up with it. You've got to stay on top of it so that your faith doesn't diminish. Now listen to this, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is required to please God. It is impossible to please God without faith. You can go and you can serve the poor. You can go and you can give to your church. You can fast and you can pray and you can cry and you can lay on the altar and you can do all of those things until you're blue in the face and if you don't have faith, you can't please God because this isn't a works gospel. This is a faith gospel. We've got to have that faith. And then when we have that faith, all the works that we do will come into play. But you've got to have faith first. You can't just base your relationship with God off of works. It doesn't work that way. Now, I know that there are some, some factions of the Christian faith that would have people believe that they can do certain things and they can earn their way in. There are some, some whole denominations, there are some whole religions that believe that you can just work your way in. Well, that is not true. That is not true at all. And if someone has made you believe that you can work your way in, if someone has, has tried to get you to believe that you can, you can uh, do works to get into the kingdom of God, then that is absolutely false. This is a faith religion. This is a faith walk with God. This is a faith relationship. Amen. Amen. So faith in God can move a mighty mountain. Faith brings victory because God is on the scene. If you want to manifest God's power in your life on a regular basis, you have to operate in the God kind of faith. Faith sees something that no one else can see. Faith hears something that no one else can hear. Faith repeats it to establish it as truth in the earth. So you've got to believe and you've got to speak. You've got to believe and you've got to speak. Faith comes by hearing. You can speak faith to yourself. You can speak faith to yourself. You got to start talking to yourself. Some people talk to themselves anyway, but you got to start talking to yourself. You got to start saying things to yourself. 
You got to start speaking the word of God to yourself. You know, sometimes I'll just speak the word of God to myself out loud. I'll, I'll get a scripture and I'll just begin to speak it out loud over myself. And I'll begin to pray that scripture so that my own ears can hear it so that it will well up faith down on the inside of me. There are two hinges of faith. You've got to believe in your heart. So after hearing comes believing, once we believe it, we can speak it, pray it, and confess it. We've got to speak it with our mouth and then receive it. Now, faith is the substance, the essence, the tangibility of things we cannot see. It's a perfect faith that begins where the will of God is known and becomes a confident view of a future not yet revealed. Faith can only exist where the will of God is known. Faith can only exist where the will of God is known. So if you don't know the will of God, you can't have faith. If you don't know the will of God, you can't have faith. That's why we've got to know the will of God. How do we know the will of God? Well, the will of God is spelled out for us right here. The will of God is spelled out in this book. Everything that God wants you to know about his will is spelled out right here. So you can say, well, I don't know if it's God's will that I get healed. Well, what does the word of God say about it? That by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. So it is God's will that you be healed. It's not God's will to withhold healing from you. So when you begin to pray and you begin to speak, then you speak the will of God. You speak the word of God. Is it God's will that I, that I can pay my bills at the end of the month? Is it, I just don't know if it's God's will. I think it might be God's will that I'm just poor and then I'll be a testimony of how good I can live for God while I'm poor and how I can hold my head up while I don't have any money. No, it's God's will for you that you prosper and be in good health according to the word of God. And so God said he would supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It is God's will that you prosper. But if you don't know the word of God, you don't know the will of God. And so what we've got to do is we've got to make it a point to get into the word of God so that faith will rise up within us so that we will know the will of God for our lives and so that we'll begin to speak the will of God over our lives. Because faith can't exist where the will of God is not known. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet tonight. You know, God wants us all to have faith. He wants faith to well up on the inside of us so great that when someone comes to us with some sort of a thing that they're dealing with, that we'll be able to just share faith with them. We're to be bearers of faith. We're to be carriers of faith. We're to be lights in this dark world. We're to be offering hope to everybody who needs hope. We're to be offering peace to everybody who needs peace. And we've got to have faith down on the inside of us so that we can give that to other people. And so tonight, I just want us all to bow our heads. And as we begin this class, I want us all to just begin to pray and say, God, Show me the areas in my life where I'm lacking faith and help me, God, to study your word. Help me, God, to, to spend time with you so that I know your will so that faith can rise up within me. God, tonight, I thank you for every single person who's here in this building, who's watching online. God, we are seeking faith because, God, we know that if we have faith, God, it will bring victory to our lives. God, that we can face any mountain, that we can face any problem, and God, know that you are in control. And Lord, if we will trust in you, if we will believe in you, God, we know that it is going to 
all work out for our good. So God, tonight, I pray that you would show us the areas in our lives where we're lacking faith. And God, help us to begin to dig into your word. Help us to spend time with you so that we know your will, so that we can grow our faith. God, right now, I pray for a release of faith into this house, a release of faith into everybody who wants it tonight sitting here in this place, watching live on Facebook. God, release faith this week into their lives. God, help us all. Help us all, God, to take very seriously the time that we need to spend with you in your word and in prayer. Help us all, God, to do what you've called us to do. Help us all to share our faith, to lift other people up, to encourage other people. We love you tonight, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for faith. Grow our measure tonight, God. Grow our measure of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you need special prayer, I'm here for you. God bless you. And uh, we'll be back here next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.